Good morning, everybody. Once again, you're joining us in London on the back of the one-to-one conference, uh, which was fantastic. Over 130 companies represented, uh, really serious meetings, and uh, we we had a lot of fun as well. Uh, The Renewable Metals Conference was this Thursday, uh, Renewable Metals Connect, uh, which brought together a lot of battery technology groups, uh, not so much on the investment side, but lots of discussion about technology, uh, resource supply and sustainability. We were also at the mining investment meeting where a lot of discussion was held on small cap fundraising. So without further ado, today we're joined by Dave Patterson from Canadian group Vested. How are you today, Dave? Uh, Liam, I'm very good. Thank you very much for having me on. So for many people, Vested might be a completely new name. As far as I know, you're a crowdfunding group based in British Columbia and you're looking at alternative ways for mining companies to raise money. Is that correct? In uh, uh, Good question. In 19, I thought it was 2015, the BC government changed the rules. Uh, many people have been talking about crowdfunding and they'd been giving money for donations and things like that, but no one had ever done equity crowdfunding. So the, the BC government, they came up with a set of rules that made it very easy for startup companies, private issuers, to go and approach people that weren't friends and family or close business associates to be able to fund their startup adventures. And we saw this as an opportunity. Uh, I'd been in the capital markets for about 35 years, been involved in raising oh, hundreds of millions of dollars for mining and oil and gas over my career. And in my retirement, I saw this as an excellent opportunity for me to be able to give what I think is my experience in fundraising to people that were just starting out and trying to get them the the ability to be able to raise money for themselves to get onto their track, whether it be in mining or oil and gas. And that was where our first focus was. So I'm a, I'm a geologist, Dave, so uh, my knowledge of the finance markets is, uh, is not, quite, uh, not quite the same as yours. Maybe you could uh, explain to me and some of our listeners what the difference between this and regular fundraising is uh, on the markets in, in mining. Okay, let's start with uh, the traditional fundraising. Geologist has a great idea, likes the geology of a certain valley, gets a couple of friends together, tells them what he thinks and what is uh, the model that he is would be proposing for a deposit in this valley. Uh, they, they, amongst themselves, they raise a few dollars. We call that founder's round. With the founder's round, he buys maps and takes a look at the, the gross geology and takes it up a step and can prove that you know, that maybe there might be something there if we spend a little more money. The geologist then gets another round, we'll call it a seed round financing. Again, more friends, relatives, close business associates, maybe some accredited investors thrown in to raise them a little more money. Spends that money, gets some work done. He likes what he sees. He, he, he and his buddies go to a, a stockbroker who introduces them to an investment banker. And they say, we really like what we found in this valley. We like the soil samples, uh, stream sediment. We like the, uh, uh, the rock uh, core that we've, uh, we've managed to uh, cut away from this outcrop. And so all of this adds up to we think we got something good. The uh, investment banker says, okay, go do a 43-101. Come back with that and see me. They go away, they spend their money to make sure that they have a 43-101, which is the geological report giving the assessment of the 
you know, topology. Well, I don't have to explain this to you, but it's, it is a, our report in Canada of which all geology and uh, for um, exploration and mining companies hangs around. They then say, okay, this looks pretty good. You've got a nice report. You spent some money. It looks like, um, you know, that this might have legs. Uh, we can raise you two or $300,000. So now they go to their, their broker and the broker says, okay, I can get 200 names for you. Uh, you're going to have to pay me upfront. You're going to have to do an audit. You're going to have to get a lawyer and you're going to have to pay me and my lawyer $10,000 each just to look at what you have. So you're still pretty excited about this. You go, okay, guys, you know, this is our one opportunity to get this thing, get it public and start raising some serious money. By the end of the day, they've, they wanted to raise $300,000 to do the next work program. And what they ended up with was net about, uh, well, maybe 225, probably less. Just enough for them to get their work program done and survive for a year. Okay, that's, I've, I've done a stylized description of a very grassroots company coming to market. Yeah. It's very difficult and it's very expensive. And the people that you have involved at the very beginning normally don't have the skill sets to take it all the way through to get public on a TSX or the CSE. So now we try crowdfunding. You've got the same group of geologists, same friends, same, hey, I got an idea. They go out, they, they spend their money, they get their everything in order that they think to do a 43-101 because they really like the, how this property is progressing. Yeah. Uh, but they think instead of going to a broker and getting 200 names, why don't we do this crowdfunding? We know, uh, we have friends and, and friends of friends and friends of, of family and friends and family members twice reserved, uh, removed. Let's go approach them through this new exemption that BC allows, which is uh, this crowdfunding exemption. So I can raise $100 to $1,500 per person. And I can raise up to a maximum of $1,000. So off I go. Uh, Vested being one of the crowdfunding portals that's out there, uh, we we work with them to do an offering document. We then post that offering document on our website. It allows them to use their social media footprint. So it's in in case of these geologists, they went out and got their friends and family, etc. But they stepped farther away and got friends of friends and friends of family to also come onto the portal. And, and buy stock between $100 and $1,500. So in, now you've finished that process, you have 200, in this case that I'm giving you, has 200 shareholders. They've only spent money on, my, on their exploration, a small amount on the, uh, the commission that they would pay vested, which is 5% of the money they raise. And they are ready to do a much larger financing. And because of the results they had that got them here, they're able to approach people that are what are called accredited investors. There's people that make more than $200,000 a year for the last couple of years or have liquid assets of more than a million dollars. And these people 
doesn't matter how they, who they are or generally where they're from, they can invest in a company, a startup company like this, because they are accredited investors and they have the, the skill set to be able to evaluate risk. So now these people fund the company and for the next stage. And the total for to getting there is just the little bit that they've paid vested, the amount of money they've spent on exploration, and, and when you compare it to what it took to get to the same stage to go public, you're looking at about, oh, $25,000 to $100,000. So now you, uh, it's time to go public. You want, now you want to be able to go out there, tell more people about what you found. You want to raise more money. And so you uh, prepare what's called a non-offering prospectus. So you're not looking to raise money with this prospectus. Your lawyer and your accountant work with you to prepare it. You go to the BC Securities Commission, you say, this, this is it, this is us. And we want to, and let's give an example, we want to trade on the Canadian Securities Exchange. We like the Canadian Securities Exchange because you know, it gives easy access to uh, the capital markets. We need to raise more money. And therefore, uh, the, you do a listing application on the CSE. The CSE reviews the uh, non-offering prospectus received by the uh, BC Securities Commission and then call you for trade. Uh, probably you've saved two-thirds in dilution, expenses, commissions, etc. And it's, it's, doing, it's doing the work that is difficult to do for, for everyone in the system. It's finding the small investor to give you the numbers you need to go public. They're looking at some of the companies you're, you're raising for now. You've got renewable energy technology companies, marijuana technology companies, uh, as well as mining companies. How did that variety come about? It's funny how things go, because given my business partner and I come from a mining and oil and gas background, we thought that we would be offering more of this service to a network that we had, people that wanted to take uh, junior exploration projects and, and go through the process and get them public. Uh, what we found, though, is that there is a, a number of people that want to take their marijuana companies uh, this way, and they, and they want to be able to get them public without needing to buy, a, a, I, don't, I don't know if you understand what the term of a shell or a vehicle is. Yeah. Um, it's a, a shell or a vehicle on the CSE or the TSX would be a company that has, say, been in the exploration business. Uh, the, you know, management, et cetera, has pretty much um, exhausted every f avenue of raising money for their company. And then we, we, they need to be repurposed. And so people are coming in and offering to take these companies and merge marijuana deals into them. And you, and you know there's some big names that have happened recently in that space. And I really, I really can't think of it just off the top of my head. But I, I know that it, you, know, you hear one that just went public the other day w with um, lots of fanfare. And they raised half a billion dollars. And they did it by way of a uh, acquiring a shell. Well, there's other 
there's other avenues for these companies to go public on the CSE. And they're, let's say, a marijuana company out of the United States. Uh, they're looking at the only way that they can get to the capital markets that they can raise significant funds to grow their business is in Canada. And, and, and I'm only going to speak of Canada. Maybe there's Europe and maybe there's South America. But only Canada is what I'm thinking of. So they would approach someone and say, okay, I want to take my company that has, say, 10 dispensaries in uh, California. I want to take my company and I want to be public in Canada. How do I do it? And uh, pretty much they have to find a shell on the TSX or the CSE that is in another business that wants to do a reverse takeover and allow this um, uh, marijuana company to then operate as the new company on the exchange. And that, that's brought a lot of money to into Canada recent as these companies come up and want to raise more and more money. Uh, those, those are starting to become rare because there has been so many coming up. So uh, what we're seeing is people saying, <clears throat> we would like to create a marijuana company that from scratch that has the opportunity here to grow in Canada and use the capital markets in Canada to raise money, but also the capital markets in Canada to do acquisitions worldwide. So now we've taken and flipped the table where now we have, rather than the American company being the predator, now you have the Canadian company being the predator and the prey being those companies that want to come to Canada. Uh, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense to your listeners. Um, the, you know, you have to have a certain amount of understanding of our capital markets up here, but more uh, of how things work of companies that want to be repurposed. And that when a company has been around for five, 10 years, uh, that, you know, they had a thesis that they wanted to go do mining in some little valley and they spent their money and found out that in fact there was, uh, there was, a, you know, not uh, or enough to build a mine. Now they have to think about what to do next. And that's what ends up happening is that these things can be repurposed into something else. And whether it's a, bio, a biotech or marijuana um, or a, a oil and gas company or a bigger mining company, that's, I guess, what happens when companies like that reach a point where they cannot uh, sustain themselves and continue to raise money for the projects they have at hand. Sorry, Leanne, I know that was long-winded. Not at all, Dave. I think it's great to, uh, to take the time and go over these topics properly. Like I said, I'm a geologist and there's a lot of people in the industry, uh, in geology, in geoscience, academia, uh, and the media side that probably don't understand the markets uh, as well as they should. So taking some time to go over them is brilliant. Uh, do you think um, hey, there's a lot of companies coming to the CSE via this route now? Do you think this is a uh, going to be a quick launch and lots of people are going to start doing this? Or do you think it'll be a bit of a slow burn? Uh it's it's one of those funny things um it will happen slowly and then you will not believe how fast it will happen so it'll just it'll be ticking along ticking along and you you know be you'll hear one or two maybe a month and then all of a sudden it will be the the floodgates will open as 
as we hit a tipping point and people on both sides of the border get it of what's going on, how to be able to create a pathway to going public uh, and how this could be a much more efficient use of capital to go public. And how about the competing markets with Canada? How about the AIM and the ASX? Do you see a similar scope for a project like this there? Uh, I have talked to people that have uh, that consult in the um, in the markets in Europe, and it's our rules are slightly different. And when I say slightly, a lot different. And so we couldn't see a whole lot of uh, ability to mesh the two systems. Uh, British Columbia, I. I can't speak more highly about how BC uh, Securities Commission put together the crowdfunding, uh, the startup crowdfunding rules. They are trying to make it as easy as possible for a unsophisticated group to start a, a company and be able to finance that company and move it through the various stages without hindering them with so much red tape that they can't move forward. And when I look at what it takes to take a company from scratch and go public, you have to pay, there's professionals all the way that have to guide you because it has gotten so difficult to do with all the rules and regulations, the exemptions, uh, things you can and cannot do, that to get there requires a lot of professional help. Where in this case, to get where you need to be, it doesn't require a lot of professional help. You do need a lawyer, you need, do need an accountant, but you don't need them drafting 100-page documents for you to go raise a few hundred thousand dollars. This is our document to raise a few hundred thousand dollars. I think is maybe seven pages long. So with the simplification of the paperwork, the application process, and the lessening of human hours involved to... Uh, to come to market, do you think we might be at risk of lowering the quality and the caliber of companies that, that do make it to market on the whole? Well, the, so you're talking about private companies and startups, and the very nature of that is an unsophisticated company. And so we, from our part, we try and help ensure that they have, that they tick all the boxes. You know, and then we want to make sure who they are, what they are, that their their thinking of how their their project is going to be funded um, makes sense. Uh, you know, from a marketer standpoint, uh, we do, we can pass no judgment on the quality of their company, etc. But we can look at their past. We can look. I mean, obviously, we do uh, background checks, etc., to make sure that we're uh, the people that are coming through have. Um, clear backgrounds, let's say, uh, because of course we don't want to let this be an avenue for people that are, uh, you know, up to no good. Yeah. We want to keep, you know, it's because it's my, it's my, well, my name on it, my livelihood, and, uh, and more, most important is I, I want to be able to pass on a legacy that uh, doesn't have stains all over it from, uh, from others. So tell us about your first successful listing that actually went live uh, just last month. Our very first one that we did was a, uh, the, I used it as kind of a, a de to describe our process, was mm -hmm. a company called Cal Minerals, and it now trades on the CSE. 
And Cal started out just like that, a, uh, a geologist with, a, with an idea who managed to convince a number of his friends to be able to fund a company and say, okay, follow my thinking here and here's what I want to do. And they gave him, yeah, it wasn't a lot of money, but they gave him money to go do it. And each stage of the, of the process, he's come back and said, okay, well, this looks better and better and better. And so his final, he was able to raise, um, I think it was $500,000 from accredited investors because the story he was able to tell was that, you know, I've taken this project with this, this group of people and we have, you know, on the geology side, we think we've done very well. Uh, they have now, they've built a company around him uh, whether he has a CEO and he, he's a, and a CFO and board of directors and they're public. And, you know, and I look forward to seeing the next press release that announces how well they're doing on their, um, their work program. And it all started with them coming through the portal as the very first one. Yeah, I think Cal have got a lot of people rooting for them. It would be very good for the whole the market as a whole to see one of these alternatively funded companies come through. Uh, it'll either uh, prick the regular routes into uh, into simplifying their services or encourage uh, more smaller miners to get involved. So thank you very much for joining us today, Dave. It's been very interesting to chat. Thank you. Cheers. So thank you very much to Dave Patterson for stopping by to explain alternative methods of fundraising in the mining industry. It's not all just about the markets, everybody can get involved at every level in mining. We're all stakeholders in the industry and it's important that we stay up to date and get involved as much as we can. Thanks for stopping by and listening to the podcast. I'm going to be at Minds and Money, the Business Design Centre in London later this week and I'm really looking forward to catching up with you all. Thanks for your time, I hope we meet again. Cheers. Spotlight Mining Podcast was produced live by Liam Hardy for SpotlightMining.com. We ask that the podcast is not reproduced or copied or altered in any way without prior consent by the Spotlight Mining team. Today's music was provided by Derek Clegg. You can find more of his work at www.derekclegg.com.